This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. A program for and about America's 78 million baby boomers. Here's your host, Freddie Bell. Hi, everybody. I'm Freddie Bell, and welcome to New Beginnings. Scheduled guests this weekend include Dr. Nathan Chomolo. He's here to give you a COVID-19 update and a word on RSV. Representatives from AARP Minnesota give us ways to lower the cost on your car insurance. We also welcome Kitty Harris from the Cora McCorvey Health and Wellness Center and Leibel Sternbach. All this and more as New Beginnings continues right now. Joining me now is a property manager from the Cora McCorvey Health and Wellness Center, a role that she's had for quite some time. Say hello to Kitty Harris. Good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning, Freddie. Always a pleasure to be here with you. A few days ago, you had the community health fair and you have a lot of different activities. It seems like the Cora McCorvey Health and Wellness Center is again becoming the hub, welcoming people back to the center itself. Yes, we are so excited that we were able to host our um, one of our first community health fairs on last week. And now as we're getting back into the swing of things and reconnecting with our partners, we one of our um, really good partnerships that we brought back was our partnership with Mid-Minnesota Legal Aid Clinic. And so we are once again able to offer um, free legal aid clinics the second Wednesday of every month here at the center. And what that partnership does is a person can come into the center and meet with qualified legal attorneys who are volunteering their time. They are all here based out of the um, Twin Cities area. And you can get legal documents for your wills, your your medical directives, your healthcare directives, any of those things that you need for free. Um, And that's a service that we have been able to bring back here at the center. That seems like that's a really big service because I'm just thinking about uh the billable hours and how expensive it can be to talk to an attorney. But this is at no cost to the people who come in. Do you have to uh, meet a certain income requirement or live in a certain community in order to access this? Nope. This is um, free to anybody that wants to come. You just have to make an appointment um, to speak to an attorney and so that they can kind of do a questionnaire to ask what you um, what type of document you would be obtaining. Then that way they know what to tell you to bring. And when you come in for that appointment, you leave that day with an executed document. Well, everybody, Core McCorvey Health and Wellness Center's Kitty Harris is with us. And uh, when is this happening and how do you register for the legal services that will be provided at the center? So it is the second Wednesday of every month. It's a partnership with Mid-Minnesota Legal Aid. So you can call their number directly or someone can call us 612-344-2221 and we can connect them to the appropriate person that's in charge of that service. And again, this is something that we were doing uh, many, many years here at the center. We took a break up obviously because of COVID, but now we're able to offer this again in person here at the center. So we're very excited to be able to bring that amongst many other things back um, as we continue to open up more. Wow. And I remember at one time there was uh, even food distribution at the Cora McCorvey Health and Wellness Center. Yes, we are very excited to have that back the fourth Friday of every month, starting at 3 p.m. We um, give out free groceries to the community, courtesy of one of our on-site partners, the Lau Center. And so you don't need to sign up or register for that. It's open to anyone. They can just come in and grab um, grab a bag of rice, grab some eggs, grab some milk whatever they have available. Sometimes there's fresh produce 
And again, you know, there's a this is a food desert here where we're located and there's a lot of people experiencing food insecurities, um, not just in North Minneapolis, but throughout the state of Minnesota. So we're excited to, again, be able to offer um, just a little bit of respite for people in um, in the form of the food distribution the fourth Friday of every month. And you mentioned at the outset, Kitty, something about a sing out. Yes, we still are having our community sing out sponsored by our on-site partners here Alive and Kicking. And that is also the second Monday of every month at 1.30 p.m., free and open to the community. And you don't even need to know how to sing in order to join <laughs> us. It's just another engagement opportunity for people to just come and just have some fun, get some snacks, meet some new friends, um, and just sing some crazy songs. All right. So for more information, uh, tell us how we can really connect with the Cora McCorvey Health and Wellness Center. Yes. If anybody has any information about any of our community events or our on-site partners, they can give us a call at 612-344-2221 and we'll happily answer any questions they might have. That's Kitty Harris. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Freddie. Have a great day. Hi again, everyone, and welcome back to New Beginnings. And with me right now is Cheryl Sallow, who runs AARP Minnesota's Driver Safety Program. And it's been a while since we talked, and I have to give you a hearty welcome back, Cheryl. Thank you, Freddie. I'm pleased to be back on with you. A lot of people missed out on uh, classes for uh, driver safety and getting updated. Uh, When will they be coming back again, Cheryl? We have started teaching classroom classes uh, in the spring, and we keep adding more as time goes by. And if people are looking for places to find a class, all they have to do is go to aarp.org slash find a course. Wow. And it's just that easy. It's just. What's the benefit of taking a AARP driver safety program course in the first place? Well, I like to say it's because we keep drivers safer on the roads, but I think the reason that most of the folks in Minnesota take the course is because they get 10% off on their car insurance. (laughs) That's a really good reason. It's a very good reason because in three years' time, considering the average cost of insurance in Minnesota, you can save about $300. That's a lot of money, and I can think of a lot of things, Cheryl, that I could do with an extra $300 over three years. The whole purpose of the AARP Driver Safety Program is to help mature drivers be safer on the roads. Um, We discuss things like health issues that begin to uh, appear as we get a little bit older, vision changes, hearing changes, those kinds of things, and how we can deal with those and drive safely. And and then there are a lot of changes on the roadway sometimes that people aren't aware of, things like zipper merges and so on. Uh, we go into pretty extensive explanation, and we have a lot of videos that help people to understand all of this as well. Is there a cost for these classes? Yes. Um, are the AARP cost, if you're a member, is $20.00. If you are not a member of AARP, it's 25. Now, many of the organizations that um, we use to host our classes, they'll add a couple of dollars to it because 
they of course have expenses to keep the lights on and the water running and so forth. <laughs> All right, everybody, Cheryl Sallow with us talking about the AARP driver safety program. So we can get involved now. What about those who might have an interest in teaching the class itself? We would love absolutely love to have more instructors and that's very easy also you can go to our website that is aarp.org slash volunteer now that website again is aarp.org slash volunteer now and all they have to do is click on a button and they can fill out an application form that's really easy now, for more information generally about the driver safety program, we can go to AARP.org forward slash find a course. Do you have a final thought for our audience this morning on driver safety? I just think that it's very important as we age. And the thing that I'm finding as I teach more classes is that people are not necessarily aware of all of the things that are happening out on the roadways these days. And by taking a course, it really uh, picks up their awareness. Cheryl Sallow with us on New Beginnings, the AARP Driver Safety Program Coordinator. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing some wonderful nuggets to help keep us all safe. And thanks for having me, Freddie. It's our pleasure. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. In today's world, we really need words of encouragement. Introducing Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell. Let your mind be opened by the wisdom of thought. Let the inspiration of the words feed your mind, body, and spirit. Regardless of the issues you face each day, Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell can help you power through. Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell, a handy reference. Available on Amazon, freddiebell.com, and Barnes & Noble. Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. Introducing the New Beginnings Podcast, featuring career, health, and financial information for people on the go. To get your fresh start, visit freddiebell.com slash newbeginnings. Check out the new New Beginnings Podcast today. Hi again, everyone, and welcome back to the program. And joining us now is the medical director for the state of Minnesota's Medicaid and Minnesota Care Programs, who is also a wonderful pediatrician. Say hello to Dr. Nathan Chomolo. And doctor, there's a lot of alphabets out there for the different uh, maladies affecting a, a lot of us. RSV, we got COVID-19 and the FLU, which everybody knows is flu. So with the, with the RSV, why is that so bothersome right now impacting children when RSV has been around for such a long time. Yes, Freddie, thanks for having me again. Always always a pleasure to join you here. Uh, and so, yeah, RSV is really 
common. It's something that we see a lot in pediatrics in particular. Uh, it really is uh, bothersome, particularly for our youngest kids. And so typically RSV hits kids under the age of two the hardest. And, um, you know, before the COVID-19 pandemic, there was a pretty, you know, routine RSV season uh, that you would expect uh, to see uh, kids, more kids getting sick with RSV, some kids ending up in the hospital. Um, and that would usually start kind of pretty, you know, late into the fall, early winter, um, and then kind of last into the, the early part of spring. Um, so, you know, what we saw with COVID-19 was that because of things like masking, that kids were staying home uh, and not going to school, that a lot of us were staying, you know, out of uh, really crowded spaces and, and not getting together the same, that you that first year of COVID-19 in uh, 2020 into 2021, we really didn't see uh, as many uh, RSV cases that we typically do. And then we ended up when folks started getting back together again, more and more in the spring of 2021, we actually saw a kind of a really late RSV season. Um, Right now, what we're seeing is a pretty early RSV season. We've seen an unusually high number of RSV cases in Minnesota in particular for this time of year. And the, rise of cases, how fast we've seen them has been pretty sudden, um, more than we typically see as well. So is RSV deadly for the smallest of us in Minnesota? You know, it can be, uh, you know, particularly for babies who are born earlier, you know, we call preterm or were born with low birth weight or are born with um, some underlying medical condition, you know, early on in their life, RSV can be quite serious. And then we're starting to learn more too that for um, our elders uh, who also might have some underlying chronic illnesses, heart diseases, lung diseases that, you know, if they get hit with RSV, it can be pretty serious, you know, for them too. But, you know, for uh, most of folks, it, it presents as uh, you know a cold, sore throat, runny nose, cough. Um, it can ca- cause some wheezing and you know some difficulty breathing. But you know, for most of us, you, if we get it, we are able to recover. It's just not pleasant while we're in there. Um, and then the fact that you know we might spread it to others, take us out of work, take us out of school. Um, and what we're really seeing too is it's really stressing our healthcare system, a system that's just you know been going through it these last several years with mm-hmm. COVID nineteen, um, and uh, you know uh, we're starting to see flu come back. Uh, we've seen you know not only uh, folks from our healthcare fields. Um, you know, get COVID-19, get long COVID or, you know, die or pass away from COVID, but, uh, you know, get just burned out and, and leave the profession altogether. And so, um, you know, our, our capacity isn't even just kind of like physical number of beds. It's really the people power that we have. Um, and to, then to add on another surge of uh, a new infectious disease just has, has really put a strain on us. And so I think all these things coming together is really what has us worried about RSV is that, you know, uh, there are folks in our community that are susceptible to getting serious cases, but even for those that aren't, they might not be able to get, you know, the care that they need to help them have a a more uh, comfortable case. Um, They might not get the care that they need or the answers they need to help protect them from spreading it. Um, and, And that's the real concern. Everyone, we're talking with Dr. Nathan Chomolo. We're talking about the triple-demic, the RSV, the flu, and COVID-19. Give us an idea of what we can look forward to or uh, try to help avoid as we go into the winter. Last year, we were talking about it being the the blizzard of diseases with COVID-19. Where do we stand for 2022 into 2023? Well, you know, when it comes to RSV, you know, we really don't know yet what this kind of rapid surge in cases will mean for later in the winter, whether, you know, we're seeing just kind of an earlier season Right. And that will it'll kind of taper off like it usually does. Or if um, it will start to plateau and we'll just kind of stay at this level for a while. Or, uh, you know, what we're 
worried about is that it's just a more severe season. And so it's not so much that it's going to go follow its usual course, uh, that it, it, but that it's going to stick around at this high level um, for a longer period of time, putting a lot of stress on uh, our kids, uh, our families, and our healthcare system. Uh, and then we're starting to see flu increase pretty rapidly right now. In fact, we haven't seen this much flu activity at this time uh, of the year in Minnesota in the last 10 years. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of folks out there that have what we call, you know, an influenza-like illness, which could be a combination of any number of respiratory viruses. Um, testing isn't as, you know, rapidly or readily available for flu, and so we don't always get to diagnose it the same. Uh, but that's certainly, you know, a, a concern too. And, you know, we forget, I think, because of COVID-19 that, you know, flu is a significant player in, in as far as making people sick and even, you know, uh, killing people, taking people from us early. And so that's something that we need to keep a close eye on. And, you know, thankfully right now uh, with COVID, we're seeing lower transmission. Um, we've seen some lower levels in our wastewater um, over the last several weeks. And, you know, the, the hope is, um, you know, that, that that kind of stays lower, but we've seen in the last several uh, holiday seasons, you know, spikes of COVID-19 uh, up here, and we are seeing um, some new variants of concern out there uh, that could change, you know, our ability to, to be protected. And so, uh, you know, th these are all things that we need to be considering as we're starting to get together uh, for the holidays, making our plans um, and thinking about how we're going to be navigating out there. We're just about out of time. What would you say to folks who are still hesitant about taking their COVID-19 vaccinations and boosters? I would say both the flu and the COVID boosters are great, great ideas. You know, we just got data out of Chile where they see um, the flu earlier in the year and they saw that the flu shot for them decreased your risk of hospitalization by 50%. Uh, the CDC released safety data on the new bivalent booster, the Omicron-specific booster for COVID uh, that shows that it's safe. Uh, and so really getting that as a first step. I also want to say, you know, think about masking and, you know, avoiding crowded indoors, having a plan ahead of time. You know, I went to Black Panther Wakanda forever this weekend. I was wearing a mask, you know, the whole time. Love the movie. Highly recommend it. But do it and be safe. When you think about your Thanksgiving, getting together for holidays, um, even, you know, my kindergartner, he's wearing a mask right now in school and we're sending him to school with a mask. And so thinking about what makes sense for you and your family to help protect you, uh, yourselves so that you're not bringing home this illness. You know, every week I see parents who are just tired because they've had their kids go through sickness after sickness. And with all these viruses floating out there, it's really possible that your kid could get one virus, be sick for a week or two. Be better for a couple of days, get another virus, be sick. From, and so, like, if you want to decrease your chances of that happening, get your shots, wear your mask, wash your hands, uh, and really try to avoid uh, unnecessary illness. Great prescription. That's Dr. Nathan Chomolo from the state of Minnesota's health department. Thanks for being with us this morning. Always a pleasure, Freddie. Take care. You too. Hi, everybody. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Freddie Bell Radio and on Twitter. You can join in the conversation there at Freddie Bell. It's time now for It Happened This Week, and the oldest living American is celebrating her 115th birthday. Iowa's Bessie Hendricks is officially the oldest person in the United States. Hendricks was born in 1907, and in her lifetime, she has seen 21 presidents, two world wars, and even the sinking of the Titanic. She in the milestone birthday last week with her family, Hendrix is also the fourth oldest person in the world. Frenchwoman Lucille Random is the oldest at 118. And do you remember back in 1843, Mount Rainier erupted in Washington State? Just kidding. 
And then about 13 years later, Herman Melville's novel Moby Dick was published in the United States for the very first time. Albert Einstein's Quantum Theory of Light was presented in 1908. Seven years later, social reformer and author Booker T. Washington died at the age of 59. Skipping ahead to 1965, the United States government sent 90,000 soldiers to fight in Vietnam. And just four years later, more than a half a million people marched in San Francisco and in Washington, D.C., demanding an end to the Vietnam War. And if you've ever been to Hollywood, no doubt you've seen that iconic Hollywood sign. In 1978, the new Hollywood sign in California was dedicated during a ceremony aired on national television. Each letter of the sign cost $27,000. Did you go to the wedding ceremony in 1998 when Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra got married in Vegas? Rodman's agent questioned whether the marriage was legal, saying that the Chicago Bulls star was drunk at the time. After nine days, Rodman filed papers to annul the marriage. And 25 years ago this week... The Lion King premiered in Minnesota in 1997. It was celebrated over the weekend in New York, and all the actors who portrayed Nyla came back and were honored during the play as they handed out stuffed animals. It happened this week, and I'm Freddie Bell. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. Did you know that now you can see and hear Sunday morning services from Unity South Twin Cities? Search Unity South Twin Cities online and Facebook and catch the live stream Sunday mornings at 1030 on Facebook.com. Minnesota is home to a robust network of more than 300 food shelves that may be able to offer additional food support to families and individuals who are suffering from hunger. Hunger Solutions can locate a food shelf near you. Call the Minnesota Food Helpline at 1-888-711-1151, 888-711-1151, or use the interactive map at hungersolutions.org. This message powered by the Minnesota Department of Health. If you are ready to reinvent, recalibrate, or retool your career, Ripple Connects can help. That's rippleconnects.com. We work one-on-one with our clients in a safe, collaborative fashion designed to significantly improve the likelihood of landing the ideal engagement. Take control of your job search and create your ideal future. Engage with Ripple Connects, where we turn candidates into contenders. For more information, rippleconnects.com. This is a news-oriented broadcast, and all information is educational in nature is not intended to be legal, securities, tax, or insurance advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional before acting on information heard during the broadcast. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. Now let's turn our attention to financial health and retirement with Libel Sternbach, Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. He's a great man. I enjoy talking with you, Libel. When we were together last week, we were talking about the 60-40 portfolio. We we're wondering if it was dead or not. And uh, as a thumbnail, what is the 60-40 portfolio and where does it stand right now, Libel? 
So the 60-40 portfolio is this ideal portfolio that has been held up as if you had an allocation and you allocated your money, 60% of it to, you know, stocks and equities and things that had ownership in a company, um, and then you allocated the remainder of your money, 40%, to things that were safer, right, that didn't have as much volatility as stocks, like bonds, that you would then, in theory, have a very stable portfolio, that would produce the returns that you need over the lifetime of your retirement, right? And this goes along with that 4% rule that in theory, you shouldn't run out of money in retirement or you'll have enough money to live off of and not really worry about a change in lifestyle. And so it's kind of been, you know, heralded as the, you know, or looked upon as kind of the ideal middle of the road portfolio for retirees. I see. So, and when we were also talking, we got into the discussion about bonds uh, stocks and bonds, and uh, uh, one could come away with the impression that you're not in favor of individual bonds. So I actually am, I love individual bonds. I just think that very few people know how to buy them or actually are invested in them. Um, and, and let's talk about that, right? So an individual bond, I'm loaning an individual company money. And when I do that, right, there's the terms of the loan, just like when you got a mortgage on your house, right? They, you got it for 30 years, right, or 15 years, and there was a certain amount of interest, and hopefully it was a fixed rate of interest. Um, and so you had this payment that you were making on a regular basis to the bank, and everyone, all parties involved, knew what the terms were, right? And if you didn't pay them, the bank had the right to foreclose on you and collect from your assets and, you know, in this case, like your house, right? But they could also come after other stuff if they wanted to um, and they could repay that loan, right? And that's fundamentally how loans work, right? And bonds are just the same thing, but to corporations. Now, here's here's the interesting thing about bonds is that, well, if I get a mortgage from the bank, right, I can't, you know, then sell that that's not assignable to my friend, right? My friend wants to buy my house. I can't have him just take over my mortgage. Most of the time, the bank doesn't allow that. Mm-hmm. However, with a bond, right, I can just sell that to anybody. Anybody can come up to me and say, I want to buy your bond, and then we can negotiate a price, and I can sell it to them. So here's the interesting thing that happens is when interest rates start changing, people start negotiating, and, you know, you usually end up having to give up. You you sell it for a lower price than you paid for um, in order to get that return, right? Um, now, here is where it gets, it gets really crazy, right, is that's fine and good. You loan a company money, you get your principal at the end, you get your interest while they, they hold on to your money, you're good. You're golden, right? I think that's great. There's, there are individual risks, but those can be managed if you go out and buy and do your research. But most people were like, well, we don't want to do that. We don't have the time. We don't have the resources. We don't have the connections. We don't want to research a million different companies to find who's got the best bond, right? Instead, we outsourced it to companies. And you got these ETF companies and mutual fund companies and these bond companies, these bond funds, where they aggregate all this together and they say, well, you can't pick the best bond, so we're going to get, you know, 30 of them or 100 of them, and we're going to pick it from all these companies, and we're going to do that selection for you. We're going to deal with the buy, buying and selling of them, mm-hmm. and we're going to target a certain return. Now, here's the problem, right? The best thing about a bond, the thing that makes it less risky than equities is that you get your principal back, Right. But you only get your principal back if you hold on to the loan until maturity, until the loan terms come due and the person who you loan the money back, your money to gives you your money back, 
until that day comes, you could all you could do is sell it to someone else. And that's what these bonds bond funds do uh, do. Very rarely are they, you know, holding them until maturity. Most of the time, they're just buying and selling them to try to get a, a certain return. So in that regard, it's no different than equities, right? It's no different than than day trading stocks to try to get a return. You're just doing it with a different instrument. And you're calling it less risky because it's something that has characteristics that would be less risky if you used it the way it's supposed to be. But the truth is, is a bond fund should be treated no differently than an equity fund. Really no differently. Um, in fact, it probably has more risks than equity because less people are trading it. So is there uh, an alternative to the classic uh, uh, mainstay equity, if you will, a fixed income mix that uh, we've been used to for uh, eons, I'll, I'll just say, since the 90s, as you mentioned in our last episode? Is there uh, an alternative to that, sir? So I'm going to answer your question in two parts. Um, so okay. first, I'm going to say the, the first question is, are there alternatives to, you know, bonds and bond funds, right? Is there something else that you can do that has that same safety that we've been told bonds are that they very clearly are not, right? Um, or that they're very hard to access. And the truth is, is that, yes, there are alternatives. There are other ways of getting that same safety, of getting a guaranteed return or getting a, you know, uh, a more less, uh, a less volatile return with principal protection, right? Because that's the primary reason why we go into bonds is that we don't want to lose money mm-hmm. or we don't want to risk all of our money in order to get that return. And so there are very much alternatives to that. Um, some examples you probably heard because I'm sure that everyone listening has gotten pitched this um, is some kind of insurance or annuity contract. Yes. Those are the big, you know, alternatives. You also have bank CDs, bank CDs for a long time. Couldn't give good returns. There's equity link CDs, but with interest rates on the rise, those are now a possibility. There are also all kinds of contracts like options and exchange traded notes and structured products. And there's all kinds of things that you can do where you can simulate that same kind of behavior, the behavior of, I want to participate in the market, but I don't want to take on full equity risk. I don't want to risk losing all my money. And there are, for every scenario that you can think of, there is someone on the other side who's willing to take that contract. So for instance, right now, my firm is doing a lot of business with something called uh, buffered notes um, and UITs, which are essentially what they'll do is this other company, sort of like an insurance company, like an investment bank, they will say, okay, we will give you up to 20%. Uh, we will give you up to 20% of the upside of the market. But on the downside, we're going to eat the first 10% or the first 20%, hmm. right? So you, it mimics that same kind of behavior that you want, not to the same degree that a bond is, not to the same degree that an annuity has, but it gives you that similar type of uh, ability without having to put the same kind of risks or the same kind of limitations that you have with annuity contracts um, or that you have with bonds. Uh, so there are definitely alternatives. Now, to answer your question of, you know, 60-40, is there an alternative to 60-40? I would argue you should have never done the 60-40, right? <laughs> that the 60-40 was just a, a, a hypothetical concept that we came up with that basically said, take one asset class, that, you know, will that's a long-term asset class that will go up over time and then take another one that has less volatility and is more secure 
combine them together, right? So that we have the type of stability and the type of risk that we want for our retirement. And I think that it's the job of every financial advisor, every money manager. Our job is to make sure that we can read the tea leaves, that we look at the data and we create for you a portfolio that does what you want it to do, right? And so, you know, you you have different building blocks that you can build with. Equities and fixed income are just two of the building blocks, but mm-hmm. you should use the different building blocks to create the experience that your clients want, that the people want to have, right? And every person is individual in what they want that experience to be, both subjectively and objectively, right? Subjectively, you know, I don't want to wake up and see that, you know, I've lost you know, $20,000, $30,000 or whatever that number is, right? My wife has a different concept of what conservative to her, means to her. And we want to create an experience that works, right? And so for every person, that should be something unique. And then you have the objective, right? Objectively, I need to have a certain amount of money to maintain my lifestyle. I need to have enough. I need to make my assets grow a certain amount so that I don't run out of money in retirement. And we need to find the balance between those two so that we have the retirement, that we have the investments in the portfolio that we can live with, that we can sleep with at night, um, that doesn't keep us up. Or, you know, kind of like the sleep mattress thing that, you know, if I'm comfortable, my wife is also comfortable. Not that she's, you know, uh, it's at her expense that, you know, okay, I get to sleep at night, but she's, you know, up at night all uh, all night because she's worried about the risks that we're taking on. So I, I think, you know. That is my take on the 60-40 and how I think you should address it. So what do you do during the retirement years? How do you make adjustments and changes as the economy continues to shift and change? So I, I think that there are two fundamental concepts that I really like employing. The first is what I call layers of protection, right? So we can't predict the future. I mean, I you know I spend my life you know looking at the data to try to predict the future, but ultimately, at the end of the day, we don't have a crystal ball that's going to be 100% correct. We don't have a crystal ball that was going to tell us, you know, that Russia was going to invade Ukraine or that Ukraine would be able to withstand it, right? No one thought that that would happen. But yet, that's the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. The consequences of that, right, with the, you know, Russia cutting off uh, gas to, to Europe and now Europe actually looking at the potential that they may have people going cold during the winter and they're trying to figure out how to survive that. That's something that no one could have predicted, right? These events will happen, and they happen on a fairly regular basis. So what we need is layers of protection. That's number one. So we need to have things that aren't really correlated with each other that will provide us protection so that if one of our layers of protection fail, the other one will work for us, right? And, you know, people, a lot of people think there's a 60-40 provided that layer of protection, that you had equities and you had bonds, and they don't work together, so therefore they're the same protection, they they offer protection, but that's not the case when you know that they're going to both have things happening at the same time, right? We knew interest rates were going to go up, and we know that the Fed is trying to, you know, bring on a correction because, you know, there's been basically too much money in the economy, so which is inflation, right? Right. So we have we have those things that we knew they were going to come, right? So that's another thing. That's part two is you got to read the tea leaves and say, okay, the longstanding beliefs that we had are changing. The future is not going to look like the past. And so we need to make sure that the assumptions we have in our portfolio and the investments that we're doing are forward-looking, not backwards-looking, right? 
lots of advisors will give you these reports and these analysis, and they'll say, well, look at how I did over the last 20 years. Great. How will you do over the next 20 years? That's my question. I don't care about the last 20 years. I know what happened, right? I lived it. Now, what's going to happen in the future? That is the real question. We need to be able to survive what's coming tomorrow, right? And don't tell me that tomorrow is going to look like the past. 20 years ago, I didn't have an iPhone. Right? I didn't have a computer that I can put in my pocket. I didn't even dream that I would be able to have something that powerful. But that's the reality we live in, that we have kids who can't put down their damn phones right? and that they don't like talking to people. You told me that 20 years ago. I wouldn't have believed you. And that's the truth. That's our reality today. And uh, you're telling this is a great case for living with financial anxiety. How can we get more information about the 6040 bond stocks and annuities? So if you go to my website, yieldsforyou.com, I've got classes, I've got guides, I've got resources. And of course, if you want, you know, attend one of our upcoming classes, or if you just want to talk to me or one of my team members, go ahead, book an appointment. We're more than happy to take a look at what you have going on, answer any questions you have. This is just something that we do for the community to help you guys retire and stay retired and live the life of your dreams. It's interesting. You said uh, something about uh, reading the tea leaves and uh, in closing, uh, do you think it'll snow tomorrow in New York? <laughs> well, if we go with the accuracy of the uh, of the weather <laughs> forecasters, right? It's what they're at, they're right less than fifty percent of the time. So, <laughs> you know, listen, I think I'd do a better job than that. But there I have you go. no idea. <laughs> That's Leibel Sternbach, the author of the book, the best-selling book from Amazon, "Living with Financial Anxiety," and also the book "Authenticity." yields youcom yields, the number four, the letter U.com. I'm Freddie Bell, and more New Beginnings is straight ahead. Hi, everyone. You might want to take green bean casserole seltzer to Thanksgiving. We're used to pretty weird food mashups from pumpkin spice mac and cheese to mustard donuts. But are we ready to take one of the most classic of holiday sides and enjoy it with a very different way? Arabora has turned Thanksgiving season upside down with its new green bean casserole sparkling water, which according to the company's description, has a sweet, earthy, and buttery flavor and is like taking a bite out of a perfectly crunchy, succulent green bean. Green bean casserole is available through Arabora's next secret menu, which is mainly accessible through its newsletter for its email subscribers. And can you guess, your child comes home from school one day and announces that she plans to study brontology in college. What will she be doing? She's studying thunder. And here are some of the worst excuses for calling in sick. When asked to share the most unusual excuses employees gave for missing work, employers offered the following real-life examples. One said that he was crabby. Another employee got whiplash from brushing her hair. Another employee said he wasn't feeling well and wanted to rest up for the company's holiday party that night. Another employee was injured while getting a haircut. And still another employee tasted some dog food because the dog wasn't feeling well, and now the employee is sick. A man was stabbed because of loud snoring during a movie. A man in China was arrested for attacking someone in a movie theater. The victim who was recovering was cut because he had been snoring too loudly. Yes, it is true. And what seems to be the most common problem in our relationship? 
something we can all relate to. It's called nagging. So why are we nagging each other so much? The number one reason men nag is because it's a habit. The number one reason for women is simple. He won't respond unless you ask him a lot of times. Just for fun this weekend, I'm Freddie Bell. In today's world, we really need words of encouragement. Introducing Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell. Let your mind be opened by the wisdom of thought. Let the inspiration of the words feed your mind, body, and spirit. Regardless of the issues you face each day, Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell can help you power through. Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell, a handy reference. Available on Amazon, freddiebell.com, and Barnes & Noble. As New Beginnings continues, we now take you to the spirituality portion of our program, where we introduce the Senior Minister of Unity South Twin Cities, the Reverend James Stacy. We now join Reverend Stacy with a program already in progress. It is the aliveness of you. He said it only becomes a problem, actually mental illness. When you believe, I, and only I, am God, then you've got a problem. But there was an old unity affirmation for this. What you affirm for yourself, you must affirm for everyone, or you haven't understood it. So when you know this truth of God's presence and goodness as the very center of your life, You must know that for others. And no, it's not easy. Believe it or not, I have people that I struggle with (laughs) seeing the goodness in them. We all do. It's our human perspective of me and the other. But you can work at it. You can seek that good in others. And in our principle too. We call it by our unity tradition and by our Christian tradition, the Christ, a Greek word that means the anointed one. This universal greatness, this universal power everywhere present that we call God, spirit, infinite mind, universal heart, there are so many names for it. But the all in all, when it expresses individually as your life, your power, your good, by tradition we call that the Christ within. Now I'll give you a little example, and you might be thinking I'm getting too detailed or too complicated here. But at least in our tradition, those of you that participate in our monthly Rudolf Steiner study group, know I have reminded you probably too often. But I remind you, if you're going to study a system of thought, a belief system, you have to see how it's presented. Now, you have the freedom to experience it your way, what appeals to your common sense. But as a student, you have to see how it was presented. 
and then you rework it in your life. In our unity tradition, we speak of God as the all-possibility. Charles liked to call it the pure potential. The realm of the infinite ideas. But do you hear me? It's potential. It's all possibility. Charles would say, it is not yet formed. It is invisible. It is hidden. It is secret. That was their understanding of God mind. And then when a specific idea, a specific presence appeared, that was the Son of God. The expression of God. In our tradition, the Christ. The Christ in you. Paul wrote to the early Christian community at Colossae these amazing words. And as Charles Fillmore was approaching his own transition in 1948, he'd ask the few people that were allowed to visit him, he'd say, what is the most important scripture in the Bible, Margie? Can you imagine how they felt? Well, I don't know. What do you think, Mr. Fillmore? And he'd say, it's Colossians 1.27. The secret hid for ages and generations is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Not pride. Glory means manifestation. The forming, the expressing, the coming forth of good. That is the glory of Christ because Christ is that individual spark of divinity. The individual spark of the all in all in you. So in early unity, to give an example, they tried to use God and Christ as the infinite and the particular, the individual. And so when they would hold a prayer like our prayer for protection, if they were speaking of the ultimate possibility, like we end that prayer with, and all is well, and all is well, is good. They would say, the light of God surrounds you. When they were affirming it individually, James is looking to his source and power. They would tell me, say, the light of Christ surrounds me. Now, people by tradition, some even have difficulty with God, the root of which is good. Some struggle with that. Some struggle with Christ because they think, and I'm not trying to be funny, they think Christ is Jesus' last name. Jesus Christ, Jesus Smith, Jesus Christ. It meant anointed, mature, anointed by God, filled with God's light. That was the meaning of Christ. 
So I invite you to experiment with it if you choose. In your own affirmations, when you are speaking of the universal, let there be peace on earth. You speak it in the name and in the consciousness of God, the ever-present one. When you are seeking peace in your own heart, as you struggle through life's obstacles, peace in your own heart, you can say, the Christ of me is peace, is compassion, is love. One is a prayer to the infinite, to pure potential, to all possibility. And one is a prayer for that individual presence of the infinite within you. Your higher self, your truth, the Christ within you. So I hope you're starting to feel. I hope you're getting as excited as I am, or even more so, of this wow of life that our God, our Creator, is infinite. All good. There is no judgment or condemnation from the Creator. It's time to use the logic with the Creator of all things, the one who sustains this universe, is great in faithfulness, then turn around and condemn us to suffering. You just heard a message coming from the Reverend James Stacy, the Senior Minister of Unity South in the Twin Cities. More information is found at their website at unitysouth.org. Did you know that it is National Cake Day? Mm-hmm. It delivers a scrumptious treat for everyone to enjoy. Slide over pie, slide over the pumpkin pie. This day, cake takes the center stage as the dessert of choice. On most birthdays, a cake is topped with candles no matter their age. Showers, weddings, retirements, and anniversaries. Cake serves up a slice or two. Add ice cream and you have America's top favorite desserts in the same dish. Whether it's a shapely bunt cake or the less curvaceous sheet cake, the sweet-layered, frosting-covered works of art scream celebration. Made from scratch, a box, or picked up from the bakery, a cake sends a sweet message. And they also come in many combinations and flavors, too. And no one can really know how many. They're countless cake recipes. Some are even bread-like, others rich and elaborate, and many still are centuries old. Of Viking origin, the word cake is derived from Old Norse kaka, At that time, a cake's texture was more like gingerbread due to the availability of refined ingredients. On this weekend, enjoy National Cake Day. And here are today's words to the wise. Choose joy. Today's words to the wise. Choose joy. You can find these wise words and others in my brand new book entitled Words to the Wise. 
Well, that's our show, and a special thank you to all of our guests for stopping by this weekend, especially those from AARP Minnesota, Dr. Nathan Chomolo, Libel Sternbach, and, of course, the fine folks from Unity South Twin Cities. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the program. And whatever you do, make sure that you remember that every day is a chance for a new beginning. Thanks for being with us. 